0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Lisa Keaton, and we have been talking for a bit now about gut health. I probably am spending more time on this than maybe some other podcasts that you might look for, but here's the thing. I know that it's more than just about what we can eat or what we can remove or what we can change in our diet, the things that we can do. I feel like God really wants to get our attention here about the places in us that are stuck, the places that were stuck. That would be what we would call in the fitness world a plateau when someone becomes stuck. And God is uh, always moving from glory to glory, faith to faith, higher and higher to take you on the journey. But when you feel like you can't keep going or your legs just can't go another step, then there's some place that we can often just be stuck. And rest is a good thing to do. But in rest, we get revelation. We can get what we need, the nourishment, the truth, the love that we need, the encouragement to then take another step. And our guts, everyone, it's known as the second brain. We have a brain (laughs) that needs to be renewed so that we will transform and not conform, according to Romans 12.1 or 12.2. We also have this second brain called our gut. I'm going to talk about that today, about how um, the thoughts and feelings, emotions can get stuck in our gut and really become the nucleus for disease and, and places that we don't feel well. So we're going to get after it today, and I'm, I'm going to talk more on, um, specifically, on the last podcast, we talked about forgiveness, the difference between saying, I am sorry and asking for forgiveness, because forgiveness is the way through a stuck place a stronghold the only way through a stronghold is through an act of mercy grace and forgiveness that's why it must be practiced daily all the time all the time and so we'll talk a little bit more about a different angle of unforgiveness what do we do when we do not get forgiveness from another person what does that look like Uh, so i just want to finish out this this Topic and teaching on forgiveness because it really truly is connected to the gut health that we have, how free we are in our in our bodies and our souls and our hearts, our minds has a lot to do with the freedom we extend to others to be reconciled to God. All right, so enjoy this podcast teaching, and we'll keep going this week. I've got something special coming for you soon. Uh, We'll talk the practicals, but I'm getting there. Thanks for your patience and uh, hanging out with me today. I hope this blesses you. Peace. Why I what I do as a physical being in a very physical world with the spirit of God in me. Hi! Um, you're so sweet. I look like I'm still 21. That's just really bright lighting. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Okay. I have had so much. Oh, by the way, you can learn more about us at revelationwellness.org, become an instructor. Our next class is not till fall, so you'll have to wait, but find out more about that. Or um, look into RevWell TV, that's where we actually physically train you, or check out our podcasts on iTunes. I will be turning this into a podcast because this is needed and there's so much that we can talk about when it comes to, hey, hey Tiffany, so much that we can talk about when it comes to gut health. Um, here, let me just say this. Would you not agree that there's a huge focus on the belly, right? Like at some point, gosh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or so, like to be uh, even a woman, we're supposed to have very flat six pack abs or at some point and the truth is if you want to hear the truth that is an actual good measure of if you're carrying extra weight it tends to generally go to the belly first for some of us women it might go to your thighs and so you know you tend to always have um, a thinner waistline but it, it is actually if you were having heart condition they'll measure your belly what is the belly circumference so there's nothing wrong with paying attention to it, but we have given it hyper focus. I'm just talking from an aesthetic point of view. Can I get an amen? Yes. Wouldn't you agree? So that, you know, even in your fitness magazines, I have, it's been a long time since I've seen the cover of a fitness magazine not show a woman with six pack abs or a man with six packs abs. It kind of like, I wonder how thin they really are. Wonder how lean they really are. Because that ab place is often one of the first place weight will go, um, or it's harder to get off there. Amen? Yes. So let's just say what it is. We put a lot of emphasis aesthetically physically on what the belly looks like. So let's just call that out. But intrinsically and in us our guts are this it's this really primal place. All right? So I want you to think of your gut as um it's your well, it's actually and this isn't news, but it's known as the second brain you have a first brain, this brain, and here's the, our brains are like overloaded. We have information, we have thoughts, we have ideas, we have motives, and our brain kind of is this factory that has all this stuff running through it. I mean, ever, you know, as soon as you're born as a baby, it's like sensory input. That's why babies can get overloaded with sensory. It's like, it's too much. There's too much going into my brain. Well, the same is for our stomach. It has A very high complex, uh, it's made up of a complex of, um, I wrote it down just so I wouldn't, a network of neurons. And it's a a membrane. It's one of the largest membranes that if you were to take, and membrane is just like a thin lining around uh, the gut itself, which has neurons, it has activity in it. And if you were to take that membrane of the gut and unroll it like a roll-up, you know, remember fruit roll-ups? Like if you were to unroll all that is the gut, all the membrane of the gut, do you know it would cover? At once they used to think it covered a football field, but now they're realizing it's not quite that big. It would cover maybe the square space of a small apartment complex, like, or um, apartment that you were to live in. There's just a lot of membrane. There's a lot of activity going on in the gut. It's very sophisticated in it has that's why you have this gut feeling okay that's why when um you are going to almost get in a car accident you feel sick to your stomach there's first there's a blood response like cortisol gets sent out so that you have this you know tingling feeling but then your gut like your stomach will be like uh or You get, uh, you know, a bill comes in the mail and you don't have what it takes to cover the bill. There's a sickness in your stomach, right? Do we not agree that my emotions can get kind of caught up in my belly? Uh, And then based on those emotions, I'll start to either carry my body in more of a fear mode. I might roll my shoulders more. I might not have great sleep. I might strive more, I might find myself in my hips, pushing harder, like our bodies then start to take the information that's in my brain up here, and then my second brain in my belly, and then starts to alter the body as we carry it, because it's in us, okay? So this is, I know I'm off in a little foo-foo, you know, eastern medicine land, but you cannot, it's not, it's not either or, it's and in both. We are spiritual and we are physical. And somehow this mystery of how it all combines together can get locked up in our gut. It gets locked in there. All those emotions. If you are someone who, I'm just going to go for it because I know this is part of the ministry of which we're called to. You've had sexual abuse in any way. Um, the mind didn't know, if it, especially if it was young, we know that the mind can shut down. It's almost like a survival mode so that you don't, your young mind doesn't know what to do with that. So the mind shuts down and the belly as well, like there's an emotion that becomes locked down. Whether it's um, anxiety, fear, shame, all those things, the brain up here and the second brain down here begin to store up information. And it's just over time. It sits there. God is gracious. It's not like, you know, anyone right now is, is feeling this intensity of like I have to do something it's just over time it starts to build and build and the truth of all that goes back to listen to the last podcast I just did we all have these things in our stomach and for me it caused like bitterness like God told me you are a bitter woman because you have this unforgiveness towards your husband. You have unforgiveness. There are places in you that you still haven't gotten free because of the emotion that you carried around during that very trying time. During that very painful time. So it comes wherever there's pain it can get stored up in the belly. Now what comes first? Crohn's disease or the pain or the pain then Crohn's disease. You know hard to say maybe you already there was something that was setting you up for uh your diet rejecting the food you're eating and then it causes the pain and then the pain starts to cause negative thinking and fear and it all starts to just become a perfect storm because can we not agree that when our bodies don't feel well when we don't feel well we um we mentally just kind of shut down we just start to tap out like it's just that place of poverty where we're reminded we really are weak. That's why God uses the weakness of our body to say you are limited. I am not, but you are limited. So our our bellies are this this second. If we could think of it as the second brain, nothing else. My you know my shoulders muscle tissue is not the same as the membrane of the belly. Um, you know uh, cardiovascular tissue, not even the same as the membrane of my belly. It's talking. Um, you got to think about it too. That's where all the processing, just like I process thoughts in my brain up here, right? I input information. If I see a car wreck, there's this information of trauma or fear, or, you know, it's, you know, I shouldn't see that or whatever it is. That is information that gets in me and I have to, that's why survivors need to process and talk through what they've seen, what they've been exposed to because it's up in here. Well, the same thing that second brain is holding on to emotion and then how do we make it worse we start eating foods that aren't necessarily there to nourish us to to help weed out the things we actually put the foods in that just feel comfortable or comforting um, sugar whatever because we have these thoughts and so this brain and that brain are like telling us get sugar now or do something and then we're just feeding the cycle. I could go on and I mean it's I feel like I'm I'm, I have a lot in me with this understanding that God's giving me about this gut and our emotional hurt and pain but beyond that um I talked about in the last podcast so if you're in the podcast listen to the very last one right before this one you can go over find us on iTunes Revelation Wellness to hear more because I talked about forgiveness like the only way out first of all We get stuck. Like we feel like we're stuck. We're stuck in our pain. We're stuck in our anger. We're just stuck. We, we believe, but Lord help our unbelief. So we're stuck. We're like, I said, like my heart is over there in the message of the gospel. I read the word of God and I go, yes. But then I can't get my feet to get over to my heart because I'm stuck. I'm stuck in something. That is a sign of a stronghold sin is a strong whatever we can't when we can't think right back to the brain when i can't think like god when i can't meditate his that's why his word said it has to renew our mind so that then i can give my second gut a chance to heal but if this isn't getting my mind isn't getting a chance for good news for truth for love my my gut's not going to get that chance either so where i'm stuck in my mind i have to renew it Hear the truth of God and the truth is the only way out of a sin pattern, of a stronghold, of being stuck or locked down in my brain, in my heart, or in my gut is through an act of mercy. It's the only way out. You don't get out of a stronghold or a stuck place by becoming harder (laughs) or becoming, I'm going to push harder. I'm going to, you know, really gird up. I'm going to get more defense. I'm going to... I'm going to work the plan. I'm going to get more confidence. I'm going to get more, we could even say more uh, strength in the Lord. You know, when really what we're called to is rest and repentance because in rest and repentance is our salvation. When I've hit the wall, it's a cue for me. I need to rest. I need to get on the doctor's table. I need to get on the surgery table so God can remove the stone in my heart, the thought in my brain, and this thing that's congested Potentially in my belly, this fear, this shame, this guilt, whatever it is that I hold around. Now, again, I'm talking for people that have true gut health you know, issues, uh, Crohn's disease, IBS, celiac disease, um, food intolerances, just you, your stomach does not feel good. And you would know this by what your poop looks like, and I'm going to be graphic. You would know this by um, bloating, gassing, eczema sometimes, often. Um, you just not... Well, did I say gassy? That's a good one. You would know that. So the unforgiveness is the only way out. And so that's why I'm like, yes, hear me. Hear me. We're, I'm building you up. I'm going to get you to a podcast where we talk about what you can practically be doing. I'm going to bring in uh, some uh, some professional, you know, people that really talk about this. But I don't want to go there because I know if I start talking about that first, you all will just... Run to the grocery stores and your Whole Foods and get all your, you know what I mean? You'll all just start getting to work. I don't want you to do that. That doesn't matter unless you're like, God, I'm agreeing. There's stuff in me that I need to get out one by one. Get it out. And then you can enter into this next place of practical application with the right heart. The heart for you is to get free, not to get quote unquote fit or flat abs. Amen? Can we all just get an amen? That's not the goal. Not the goal at all. You can make it your goal, but it's not satisfying. Let me promise you that. I, I'd rather you be satisfied in the Lord. So the only way out of a stronghold is through an act of mercy. And that's why we talked about forgiveness. It has everything to do with how healthy our guts are, is if we are willing to forgive those who have wronged us, hurt us. So, uh, listen to the last podcast because I went into how forgiveness is different than I am sorry. It's a process to I am to forgiveness. Forgiveness when you've wronged someone else, or if they've wronged you. I'm, I'm talking about in healthy relationships. Then you, there's this this way you can get feedback, ask for some information. You need that. You need to hear kind of the depravity of your own self so you can grow because the Lord disciplines those who love. But now I want to address, because some people asked me, they said, "Alisa, what about, uh, I got asked a lot of questions. So I feel like, have grace for me as I'm trying to like stay on one track here. But uh, someone asked, what do you do when you're not given forgiveness by someone else? Okay, which is a true scenario. I was trying to start with the safe place of your family, your husband, the people that are for you. Start there, like start there. (laughs) Go with that on, because... That way you're covered. They're for you. They're going to help you work it out. They're going to help you with feedback. They're going to pray for you. They're going to hold you accountable. We need that. That's how we link arms. Satan is about separating us from God and others. But if we in confession repentance can come back in, then we're linking arms with others. That makes me stronger to then go out into these other places of where I've uh, have wronged someone who won't give me forgiveness, All right? So what do we do there? What do you do when I've asked for forgiveness and they're refusing to give it to me? Well, first of all, you have to remember God's word. That is first and foremost. And what does he tell us over and over in his word is that we are forgiven. I've brought up some. Hold on. Let me see if I can find my, my scripture verses here. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. Think about cleaning. That's why clean eating, cleaning out your stomach, cleaning out your, your first brain, your second brain, cleaning out. He is faithful. He'll forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So he's first thing first is you're already forgiven by God. So whether or not they give it to you, it doesn't. You hope for that. We want that because we want freedom for them. We know that if, if they can't forgive us, they're actually stuck in mercy. Pray for them because if you just happen to be a little more blown up in the Lord, a little more grown in the fact of going, I, I want to get free. If they don't want to be free, that's, that's where the Lord has them. You pray for mercy. So if that person refuses to hear it, and even if they come back and speak bitter words to you, you should be so armored up in the Lord. Let me say this, when it comes to others who aren't necessarily for you and even your own family, expectations get us in big trouble. So if you have the expectancy that they're going to... I remember doing that. I remember working through some really hard relationships and thinking, in my, you know what happens is I spend so much time with Jesus prior to going and doing these hard conversations. I'll spend so much time with him that his word is like, oh yeah, it's so good. Okay, and I'll feel really like like shored up in the Lord and then I'll go and the conversation just goes terribly. Like it, it didn't fall or receive the way I'd hoped. It just didn't like, it didn't manifest what I, the, the hope that I was so certain of, right? The faith being sure of what I hope for and certain of what I don't see. I'm like, this didn't happen. But I know like it's that expect expectancy of what I think and my expectancies are in the Lord. So I have to make sure that no matter what they say or do, that my forgiveness, my sure my freedom, my steadfastness is found in God, no matter what if or when. But in humility, you approach that person. And then honestly, if they can't forgive you and you just feel like, and then what happens is that can trigger us again and get us snagged. Then you go back to the Lord and hear me. And this is where it's, take note. Walk through the process of loving that person with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because if they offend you by not forgiving you, then our defense will be, see, well, I'm just going to guard up again. I should have never have done that. Like, no, 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 no. You're too free to do that. Don't lose your freedom. Like, don't build the wall back up. Keep the wall down so that you have reconciliation with God and that person if and when. But you then, you go to the Lord... And you ask for the love of a heart, soul, mind, and strength for them. Because we're called the love God, heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you've already done that, which is why you're going to ask for forgiveness. But when it wasn't received, you go back to the Father. And you sit and you're like, God, help me. What is your love for this person? With your heart, with your emotions. How do you feel about this person? On the other side of your potential offense. You go get truth. You go get God's perspective. That's righteousness. And he'll tell you how he loves that person. I promise you he will. If you'll let your flesh, make your flesh bow down and shut up so you can hear from the Spirit of God who he loves them. He knows their story. He knows their pain. And he's using that, that kind of pull back, that tension of them pulling back from you to only set them free at a given time. So, God, how do you love this person with your heart, with your emotions? How do you feel about them? And he'll tell you. Second, God, what do you think of this person? mind? What are his thoughts of them? I promise you, he'll give you a view, a vision of his mind, how he thinks of them. And God, what is your desire for them, your soul? What's your desire for them? He'll give you a thought. And then the final is, God, how do I use my body at this point? How can I express or what is my position? How do I position my body in this place now? He might just say, just be patient and wait. Bless them when your flesh wants to curse and go, see? I I tell you what, we abort so many blessings with our mouth. We talk negatively. Like, I've had some really painful relationships. Uh, Just, it's been tough. Like, leadership has been tough. And I refuse to curse them. Like, I will cut, like, I'd rather cut my tongue out. Like, it's like, I know that that thing can cause bitterness to rise back up in my belly, to make me sit and feel sick about them. And that's all the enemy needs is one little place to get in, to cause my mind to think about them in an unworthy place or in an unknowable place, to shame them, to try and build a wall to protect myself rather than, oh no, forgiveness, the walls are down. Ephesians 2 calls us, we're ambassadors of reconciliation, dividing, like the dividing wall of hostility comes down in our presence. So whether they're hostile to us, that's out of our, that's out of our, you know, we have no influence there. It's a matter of how do we feel? How hostile are we towards them? That's on us. And we get to stay free. That's what forgiveness does. That keeps the belly healthy and well. God's act of mercy towards us is the same as we have towards others, whether or not they receive it. His word says that he is long-suffering. He will not. He waits so that nobody would perish. He could just be so like, I'm done with these people. But he's so loving and kind. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is patient. I feel like that's my right foot, left foot these days. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love is kind. So that is a short little teaching here on what do you do when you have someone who doesn't, isn't willing to forgive you back. I hope that makes sense. It doesn't change much of anything. You still do what you know is to do. It's uh, James, is it James or Hebrews? It says anything that does not proceed from faith is sin. Selah. Think about that. And sin creates stuck places in us that's why for those that have been abused in any way that thing caused it it, whether you liked it or not unfortunately it deposited sin into you it was not right it should not have been done and that emotion that hurt that bitterness that betrayal whatever it is gets lodged in us anger it gets lodged in us and so we're just in a season of saying god Okay, we're gonna, we hear all this gut health buzz, and I totally agree. I think our guts are really getting blasted by uh, the foods that are being manufactured and engineered. They're not really foods anymore. And then the comfort, the resources we have, the, the desire for convenience, like it's just kind of not stacking in our favor to be well in our first brain and our second brain. And so I'm asking God for an act of mercy Just come, like, we'll get to the food thing, God. You're going to give us eyes to see and a heart that desires you. That's what we want. But in the meanwhile, (laughs) we're going to be honest about our stuff. We're going to get honest about, I'm hurt, and this is how I feel. And that really does come down to, I'm telling you, this is the mature, harder stuff to do. And I'm just, I, I, I tell you, when you see me come up on your screen or I'm in your podcast, you know, it's training, And I need you to know, I don't ask you to do anything that I'm not doing to myself, that God isn't doing to me. Everything I'm teaching to you is just what God's taught me. Again, I'm not the expert on on uh, the foods and things of gut health. Like I'm going to, I'll pull in people for that. I, I know enough to know, hey, that's a problem. Oh, that makes sense. But I know enough of God to know he's talking there. He's got something to say. It has everything to do with the spirit place of us that's carried around a lot of pain through the years i want to see god's people healthy and whole and healed and on mission that we'd be people that love from our overflow because we've been healed there's no h-o-l-e-s no holes in us we're whole w-h-o-l-e instead of holy h-o-l-e-y right because things are leaking out of us that's part of the gut there's even something called leaky gut that's crazy leaky gut where you can damage the gut so much with what we've been eating or the foods that we have that it can actually cause leakage into the gut, which is then you get other parts of fluids and things that are not supposed to be in the gut and you get real sick. So there's it's just clear like, God, we need to make us whole, take away the, the holes and make us whole. Amen. Um, ah, gosh, gosh. Uh, i'm going to talk again i'm setting you up trust me this whole week we're probably going to talk on gut health but then i'll move you to i have a really big podcast that i want to release to you but i don't want to release it until you've heard all this foundational first um but that'll probably be happening this week uh i had another question someone asked me about anxiety and i want to talk about that too i think i'll do it tomorrow or soon this week because that's an important one about anxiety but um Think about what it is with this belly space, our bellies, and how we fill ourselves up with that. What are we filling it up with? Um, what's going in? Fill yourself with God's word, you guys, fill it up. All right, I wanna pray, and then if you have any questions, you can leave them here in the Facebook chat. I'll come back, and um, I think that pretty much rounds out unforgiveness. Oh, one more thing on unfor- or forgiveness. What if, if someone asked you, what if the person's dead? Like, what if they're gone? What if I can't go to them and make reconciliation or recompense? What do I do? And it really is the same thing as what I just said now. So, you don't have to go to that person, but you can go to the Lord and you can actually ask the Lord to give you that person's face to face in a place of your heart forgiveness. You're forgiven. Like it really is that you are forgiven. Ephesians one seventeen says, "In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace." Amen. Um, so it's it's already done. Like I feel like by the time we ask for, when the words come out of my mouth, or God, I want, I just need your forgiveness. I need freedom, God. I I give this to you. I'm already forgiven. So you don't have to like rub and say 10 different prayers like it's already done receive and then fill up by the way fill up with more truth renew your mind your first mind and your second mind will get healed more whole okay i'm gonna pray for our bellies i'm gonna pray for this particular area because i do believe god wants to do some i just think he's gonna do uh, food intolerances thing like that now hear me do your part, but don't live in fear. This is another thing. We start to get afraid of, what can I eat? What can I eat? Oh, this is going to make me, am I, you know, and then it's just more anxiety being held up in our gut. And we're going to just enjoy the Lord. Enjoy the Lord. Enjoy the Lord. All right. So Father, God, we thank you for your word. I thank you for the... Huh, the right that you give us for forgiveness to access it to use it to wield it to exercise it god to practice it lord thank you that you make us sober to drop the pin on our own hearts of what's going on in our own deep dark places god Uh, thank you that you're not ashamed thank you that you do not worry about us lord the way we often worry about our own lives lord Um, i thank you that you're making all things new god and this is your domain. Our body is your domain. This is your business. So we hand our bodies over to you heart, soul, mind, strength, bellies, God, and say, Father, heal us. Heal us. Remove the rocks. Remove the stones. Remove what binds. Remove, God, what's hindering the blood flow and the membranes, God, and all the neurons to fire and do healthy work. So in Jesus' name, I just say, guts be healed all those diseases infirmary that tries to keep us pinned to the wall in jesus name we ask for healing we ask for mercy and grace god and that we would be really good stewards of walking with you in freedom god that we would um, say the things you're saying do the things you're doing god we would desire what you would have us desire lord that we would no longer seek comfort in our pain god but we would enter our pain with you and you would heal us god thank you that you call us to yourself you make plenty of room for us at your table and there is good there are good things to eat there give us an appetite for your word god make our bellies crave your word fill our bellies with your word god fill it fill it in jesus name more of the good stuff in god as you clean out what doesn't belong in us so we love you, God. We thank you. We just know we're going to have stories of after we've done this series on gut health of people literally walking healthier, whole, free, that um, food allergies have to cease in Jesus' name, um, that we walk whole and free without fear in Jesus' name. God, Crohn's disease, IBS, all those places of stress and distress, God, in Jesus' name, be gone. You must leave. Restore health. Wholeness and shalom into your body, into the people, into the bodies of your people, God, because we desire you. We desire to be uh, yours, heart, soul, mind, and strength. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. All right. Um, let me get my glasses. I'll look at some of this, but some of you.